At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin our number two of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And the stock market is plummeting. <laughs> Let's get back to Kelly Bidlin because we mentioned our number one. Kelly, you're right on it. As you saw the numbers moving with the Charger game, we said we'd get back to you if there's any more new news. And it looks like we got some numbers that are continuing to drop. Yeah, that is uh, down to three and wow. a half in most places now. Chargers minus three and a half against the Jaguars. I still don't have any news. On this, uh, on a specific Herbert injury or him missing time today, still waiting on that to drop, but uh, pretty clear from the market out there that someone does. Well, and this is the, the thing. You can read between the lines here. If this game opens seven and a half, get down about seven, that's where it was for most of the week. And now we're talking about a three and a half, four point move off the in the NFL. We're not saying Justin Herbert's not going to play. Wink. It looks like Justin Herbert's not going to play. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know the status of the injury, but it seems like long-term for the Chargers, it seems like the prudent move. I actually agree with that. So, I don't know if you'd be apt to hop onto the Jags now, because, again, in the last 30 minutes, you can't even get five and a half anymore. It could be three and a half at most shops that Kelly pointed out. But if it stayed north of that field goal with this line move, I'd still be interested in it, but I'm certainly not as interested as I was an hour ago. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really come down too far. I mean, I'd be interested in plus three and a half if I knew for sure he was out. But you're going to have to – I don't think we're going to know that information. Here we go. Here's a report right here. Justin Herbert not throwing today during the open period of practice to the media. Chase Daniel taking first-team reps. Oh, there it is. I mean, this is real time, people. This is why we do exactly what we do. So, Chase Daniel taking first-team reps. It's Friday. I do it for the money. <laughs> also, T Swift expected performing your 2023 half uh, halftime show. Well, that's the biggest news of the day. What was that? Taylor Swift, Swifty. You're not a Swifty. Super Bowl halftime show. Not DeAndre Swift. Oh, I put the timer and find something else to do for that 30 minutes. It's so why why are these? I don't know. Super Bowls and all these events, concerts. Is that the thing? Like everybody, you know, clamoring to have concerts in the middle of a game? I don't. That's normally the time I drink. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm not watching this crap. Yeah, you need a refill at that time. Yeah, the I, greatest I thing about the NFL is they went from 15 to 12 minute halftime. Yes, shorten that thing. Yeah, up. Absolutely. Let's go. So again, that is the breaking news, though. Uh, certainly, the NFL right now. Again, read between the lines. It's not official. He's not out. Justin Herbert, we're talking about, but Chase Daniel taking first team reps on a Friday tells you everything you need to know. I don't know if Chase is happy about this either. By the way, I, I think he loves being on TV, carrying a clipboard. Now, oh, well, now I got to work. Not only you got to work. The problem is he could get another year if he never has to take a snap this year. Right, right? now all they, of a they don't I know he can't play. There's so many backups in this league that can't play. He beat. You wait, just don't know. That's exactly <laughs> you right. You just don't know. Didn't he? <laughs> did he beat the Raiders when he was with the Bears in the London game a few years back? Do you guys remember that? I think 2020 I, I game. Listen, I, I think a few years ago he was a very capable guy. Yeah, but, but I'm I not just, backing him financially, right? There's no, no way. definitely not. No chance. I'm not laying points with Chase Daniel. By the way, what happens in the AFC North if the Jags win this game? Oh, boy. And with the Colts and the Titans both looking at difficult games, you got the Raiders and the Colts have the Kansas City Chiefs. The Jags could be in play. Yeah. In we're we're going to talk about the NFL games coming up here shortly, yep. but still, I mean, that, that's intriguing to me in terms of where this division could go. All right, well, let's get back to college be- yeah. because, again, you're right. The Jags right now 3-1 to one to win that division. It could get shortened if these events take place that we're alluding to. Let's talk about the Ohio State University. Okay, now they're going to host Scani Saturday night yeah. in the shoe. So it's going to be dark there. Uh, Scani not exactly off on the good foot. So if you're playing Ohio State, you're going to lay a little bit bigger number than maybe you would have before the season began. You and I were talking during a break. I think we both feel like Ohio State, if they didn't hit their stride against Toledo, yeah. they're starting Hey, look, tougher defense now against Wisconsin. This isn't Toledo, this isn't the Rockets. What do you make of this number? Look, Jim Leonard's defense is always very good, the D.C. for Wisconsin. I'm actually surprised he hasn't gotten a head coaching job. Where I think this game's going to get skewed is the lack of ability on Wisconsin's offensive end. Uh, Graham Mertz is just not the guy that everybody thought he was after that week one performance in his first year, the kid out of Kansas. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Ohio State, C.J. Stroud has thrown the ball extremely well. Can he do that? How well do the tackles fare to Juan Jones and Paris Johnson against this Wisconsin defensive front? Um, it eludes me right now, but the edge rusher of Wisconsin's already got four sacks on the year. This is going to be a good team, and I like Braylon Allen a lot for the Badgers at running the ball. But Steel Chambers, Tommy Eichenberg do a great job plugging the holes in that 4-2-5, the Buckeyes run. I like Ohio State, but Dave, I'm going to tell you, I lean towards the under in this one. 57 seems like a big number. This feels like a game where I think Ohio State is going to be hard-pressed to get into the mid-30s. Uh, if they do, you know, hats off to them, but don't necessarily believe that will happen against a team like Wisconsin, who's very capable defensively. I think the Badgers have lost eight in a row to Ohio State, so this should be a challenge for them. Matt, that's an interesting take there. 57, maybe the unders in play there, because again, Scotty knows they don't want to get in the shootout with Ohio State. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to win that. There's just no chance of that happening, so they might want to try to limit possessions as well. 
a school you've been all over before the season ever began. That's yeah. uh, Boomer Sooner. And now they're going to take on K-State and Wildcats coming to town here. Uh, K-State, it surprises me that it's only 13. Are you surprised you think this number is set properly? No, I think the number is set properly. Kansas State is the team that has always challenged Oklahoma. Last year was a six-point game down in uh, Manhattan. A couple years before that, it was a tight, tough game against OU. It, it seems like the Sooners can never really escape. And I go back to... But it was it 03 when they got throttled by Darren Sproles Darren and company Sproles in Kansas City? I think returned another kick seven. for a touchdown. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> um, but Oklahoma's a different team, and I think with Venables at the helm, this team would be a little bit more effective. Adrian Martinez, to me, is just not a good enough passer if they fall behind. I, I think Oklahoma covers this number. I, I'm not thrilled about laying it against K-State, but I feel pretty good uh, at home for OU and Norman to cover this number against Kansas State. By the way, I had K-State in the over that day. Very good day. Oh, what a beautiful day that was. Taco Bell for everybody. <laughs> uh, let's talk about USC against Oregon State a little yeah. bit. If you've been betting against SC, you have not been cashing tickets. And I know that at the beginning of the year, before, you know, maybe they felt like the overhyped team, right? And it may, look, they caught a break last week, Jake Hayner uh, being out. You hate to see injuries, but, you know, they did catch a break there, and it became really an effortless performance to cover that number last week. Danger, though. It feels like Corvallis is a place for them that historically has been a problem. Yep. They're going to lay six against the Eager Beavers. What do you make of this one? I think it's going to be a tough game for them. Jonathan Smith's done a tremendous job for this team uh, in terms of getting things turned around. But the bigger issue when I look at USC is, you know, we criticize Michigan mm -hmm. for having not played a tough schedule. Fresno State, yes, I get they've got Jake Hayner a terrific quarterback. But defensively, they can't stop anybody. Rice is just the rice. <laughs> and then, of course, you uh, also uh, USC had uh, one other game, um, drawn a blank on who it was right now, but th this team has pummeled some weaker opponents. Yeah. Oh, Stanford. Stanford. Um, you know, but Stanford was able to move the ball effectively against them, and I think Oregon State's going to be able to do the same. They're a very balanced team. I think the Trojans going to be in for a real challenge here in this matchup, and if they don't get on track early on, it's going to be more and more difficult. Now, at Reeser this year, it's not the same because you've got half the stadium under renovation, so the crowd is only on one side of the field which will provide a little bit of an advantage for us. You don't have as much crowd noise here, but if you can really get to chance, Nolan, I think they've got a chance in this one, but I still uh, would stay away from this game. SC's getting a lot of hype, but I don't know if they're necessarily as good as the hype simply because they haven't played a challenging schedule. Caught this note yesterday over at uh, Caesars. This from Max Meyer. I don't know if you heard this. Uh... This is 13. As of yesterday, Oregon State spread has more bets on it than 29 of 32 NFL Week Three spreads. Wow! The game spread as a whole has two times as much uh, as many bets as any other college football game this weekend. Yeah, because Caesars opened this line at 13 or 13 and a half on USC, and everywhere else, circa was five and a half on the Trojans. So you probably oh. had a lot of people middling it, a lot of money coming in on Oregon State initially, and then now you've got bets on the Trojans. Let's stay in the top 20 here, and let's look at Tennessee, number 11 in the country. You're going to take on Florida, number 20. Uh, Richardson had some interesting comments. I don't know if they were out of frustration, basically saying, hey, I can't run the ball as much because if I get hurt, we don't have good backups, which is always a very interesting way uh, to talk about your, your squad. And now they're getting 11. Yeah. Uh, Florida up and down, more down than up as of late. Yeah, the Big Orange with a great opportunity. I mean, this is a big, big game on Rocky Top, but I'm going to go with the Gators here. I like Florida catching 11 in this one. You mentioned Richardson. Think back to the uh, Kentucky game. Two bad turnovers were the difference in that ball game. 
If he can avoid that, I still think Florida's got enough athletes and playmakers that it will present some challenges for Tennessee in this one. Defensively, I'm not sure what Tennessee is. We saw Pittsburgh, and remember, Pittsburgh and Tennessee had a one-yard differential in that game. Right. I think Tennessee was 416 and Pitt was 415 in terms of total yardage. We saw them able to move the ball with Keaton Slovis. Now you got an elite-level athlete at quarterback in Anthony Richardson. I think that'll be a difference. Way too many points, and I'll tell you another thing, Dave. If you're going to bet uh, the Gators like I am in this game, I would take the Gators uh, on the money line as well. I Ooh. think they got a shot to win this game on Rocky Top. Plus 330 to get it done at Rocky Top. When you look at Florida, okay, there's a point of demarcation between Georgia and everybody else in the East. Mm -hmm. Kentucky and Florida are far closer together, and Tennessee and them are all bunched in there. I think all three of these teams are very capable of knocking each other off. That's why I like the Gators catching 11 and the money line here. Last 90 seconds, we know that Texas is back. They've been back. Number 22 in the country, now going to guns up against the Red Raiders. I still have a little bit of... um, Oh, let's just say buyer's remorse of taking UTSA. I still felt felt like it was the right side. It just didn't cash the ticket for me now. Now Texas Tech's getting seven at home. What do you make of it? I like guns up here. This series historically has been very competitive in Lubbock. This was a 35-point blowout last year for the Horns, 70-35 to against Texas Tech. Revenge spot for the Red Raiders. They usually are extremely competitive. Texas hasn't beaten them by, I think, more than eight points since 2013 or 2014 back in Lubbock. This would be the game the Red Raiders get up for, despite that tough loss at NC State last week. Uh, This would not be an easy game for the Horns going on the road. I'd say what I also like in this game, too, and I'm with you on Texas Tech, I like the under. 61 here. I watched Texas Tech last week against NC State. Their defense is much better than people give them credit for. I would agree with you completely. Uh, Wells has done a nice job on the defensive side. That's where their weakness has always been. you got to slow down Bijan. If they can slow down Bijan, they've got a great chance not only to cover this number, but to win outright. All right, when we come back, we're going to dip our toe into the NFL on Sunday and see by the time we get back from break, if the Chargers-Jaguars game isn't a pick <laughs> That thing is dropping. It is plummeting right now, that number. We'll keep an eye on that when we come back here on Big Bets on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter the free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the, the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotels, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from 1ST Bet. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register now. Sounds like a lot of fun. If you ever hit a huge bet, right? I'm not saying at the track. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Would you take the whole crew to say, I don't know, like an exotic place like Hawaii? We could do the show from there. If they give us approval, we're in. All right. We'll have to talk to John Goulet about that whenever we get a hold of him. The problem is now you've added a fifth person on the trip because now he's going to want to right? That's going gonna... to be part of the approval. He gave us a thumbs up. <laughs> no, he it. gave the obvious reason. He's like, of course. Who doesn't want to go to Hawaii? Yeah, exactly. By the way, I've never been to Hawaii. You been? Yeah. Multi- well, you live out here. You either If you're on the West Coast, you go to Hawaii. And if you're on the East Coast, you go to the Caribbean. It's my first year here. I'm learning. Uh, th- listen, it's like required vacationing if you live on the West Coast. How long's the flight? It's about six hours if you go from here direct. Yeah. Oh. So you go LAX? Five. Yeah. Deal. I prefer the Caribbean. I, I, that's awesome. No, well, you know why I prefer Hawaii? Because you're still in the States. Oh, that's true. Although, I'm sure Wi-Fi must be difficult. Let's get to the NFL slate on Sunday. And we already talked about Jacksonville and the Chargers. That's the big line move of the day. We're keeping an eye on that. It was down, as Kelly had mentioned last, down as low as three and a half at some places. Again, we're not saying Justin Herbert's not going to play. But the bookmakers are telling you exactly what you need to know. And Chase Daniel is, in fact, taking first-team reps there. The dog game of the day, and I actually like this game. The Al Pacino game of the day might be the Texans. They've been competitive week one and two. They got a tie in week one, and they were hanging with the Bronx in week two. I'm a bit surprised. That's under the field goal. I'm a bit surprised the Bears are laying points to anybody. Yeah, but again, it's still the Houston Texans. You can't make them a road favorite in this spot. Um, Can we make it a pick them? You could, but I still think you have to give the edge to the Bears there at home here. Until Houston proves it consistently, you know, that game against Indianapolis is a perfect example. They got a 20-3 lead at home, and you blow a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. That still shows you why this team is where they are. And I'm not saying that the Bears are much better, but it seems like they're competitive. 
You know, if they score that touchdown against Green Bay, it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter. You would, If you're the Bears, you would take that every day of the week if you have an opportunity against Green Bay and Lambeau. I think this is a good opportunity at the Bears at home, minus uh, two and a half, less than a field goal here. I think they eke out a win here. Um, I'm actually thinking about taking the Bears, but, man, you feel like you're holding your breath every time when you take a team like this with their lack of consistency on offense. Well, now I don't feel as good about my uh, Texans teaser play if you like the Bears. We'll talk about that no, later it's, on. It's not program. a bad play with the teaser. I mean, I'm look, teasing, I'm the, teasing Bears, the Bears may not score eight points, right? But I think they can win the game six nothing. <laughs> hey, we also talked. We talked about not having to bet every game. You also Correct. don't have to watch every game. No, yeah. this is an unwatchable game. <laughs> you can bet it. Not no, watch you this don't, for no, a I'm going to tell you why you have to watch as many games as you can because we have such a finite amount of time with football. Yeah, right, like we literally point. once we get to January, we're like oh, 270 days until the season starts. Excellent point. Get as much as you can, kids. Raiders and Titans down there in Tennessee. And now, well, look at these numbers again. We just mentioned the Bears two and a half. We got another one of those situations where the team on the road is the favorite. Yeah. That would be the Raiders. The winless uh, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. They're laying two against the Titans. Titans look like a mess right now. But the Raiders' offense doesn't look a whole lot better. What do you make of this matchup? I, I like the Titans at home here. I don't think the Raiders are being justified in being a road favorite here, Dave. To me, Tennessee, I know they're not a great football team, but I have to tell you, one of these two teams, whichever loses, their season is going further and further south very quickly. You're looking at an 0-3 mark. At least Tennessee's in a division where theoretically they could overcome it because the Colts might be 0-2-1 by the end of this weekend. Jags could be 1-2 by the end of this weekend. Texans, also similar situations. So, uh, for me, I, I like the Titans at home. And you mentioned a teaser with the Texans. Mm-hmm. I love the Titans at home and a teaser here getting eight. I'll tell you this. This was the number one seed in the AFC last year, the yeah. Tennessee Titans, 0-2. The Raiders actually won a playoff game – excuse me, almost won a playoff game last year with Derek Carr, and, and they're 0-2. I mean, who saw this coming for these two teams out of the block looking yeah. like the dregs potentially? You're absolutely right, and you mentioned the Raiders. They could have won that playoff game if Derek Carr didn't play in the Canadian Football League. Wow. Spiking that ball on first down, giving himself three downs. Got, well, you got a week and a half to execute the play. Come on. Yeah, man. A couple yeah. notes from uh, practice today. Raiders without Josh Jacobs at practice Ooh. today for an illness. Uh, Hunter Renfro and Denzel Perriman both out of practice today, too. Hunt Renfro dealing with that concussion. Perriman with an ankle over on the Titans side. Titans have uh, ruled out Taylor Lewan with that knee injury mm-hmm. uh, and Bud Dupree with his hip injury for oh. Sunday's game. Hold on. Strike whoa, strike whoa, the record whoa, on the Titans. Whoa, whoa, you are here without Landry's out for the year. Now you lose your best edge no rusher. Edge rushers. Yeah, exactly. And Bud Dupree. And then on the other side, you got a black uh, block uh, Crosby or uh, Chandler Jones without Taylor Lewan, who's Uh-oh. your best offensive line. This is this is going to be interesting. You mentioned Renfro not being in there. It's hard to take a Raiders game under the total, but boy, based on the um, the key components being out in certain spots, you almost feel like these defenses could have an ed- edge in this game. Well, and that's why it's so important, as Kelly uh, keeps us up to date here on the Friday injury report yeah. coming out in the NFL. Like we're talking about with the Chargers, that's very significant before you play that game. You know, it hasn't dropped like the Charger game. Yeah. But this Chiefs-Colts number has been interesting to keep an eye on as the week has gone on. It was seven, seven and a half. We've got a full two-point line move if, if you ever saw those seven and a halfs out there. Down to five and a half now for the Chiefs as the road favorite. So I'm not saying the Chiefs are playable. By the way, they were a terrible uh, road favorite last year as a play, ATS, right? Now, all of a sudden, the Chiefs have looked good in, in the first two weeks of the season. Are the Colts live at plus $1.85 on the money line if this – all of a sudden, if they're in play at five and a half, 
I wonder if people thinking the Colts might get the first year of the, of the year and upset the Chiefs. Yeah, I think they absolutely are. I don't feel like the money line price though is high enough at plus one eighty five. I feel like if you get something north of two dollars, it would have been a better play. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it, uh, Kansas City last year. The one thing you see in college with Alabama and some of these other teams, the numbers are so skewed, so their ATS record gets a little bit skewed. And I thought it was a similar situation with the Chiefs. Uh, but for me, I understand why people are back in the Colts here, Dave. You've got really what, I don't want to say their season's on the line, but we already know the numbers when you start 0-2, right? In the old format in the playoffs, only 11% of the teams made the playoffs. So far with the new format in five years, nobody's made the playoffs starting 0-2. You go to 0-3 when you look at the rest of the AFC and how competitive it is. You've got the Ravens. You've got the Dolphins. You've got, obviously, Cincinnati and the Browns. Browns are sitting at 2-1. and one. These are all teams that you're potentially competing against for a wild card, not to mention the Chargers and Denver as well. So, real uphill battle if you don't end up winning the division. And maybe that's why that, that tie in Week 1 for the Colts will turn out to be so paramount, Huge. right? That, that it's not a loss. Yeah, exactly. Even though Lovey Smith kind of gave them that tie where they could have pushed the envelope maybe and gotten S- Simple clock management and they don't lose that game. True. Some Kelly. other uh, yeah, big injury news to watch on this game as well. It looks like Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce will both be back for the Colts this weekend. Huge. So huge for them and their wide receiving core. No Sha- Shaq Leonard for him. He has been ruled out. The artist formerly known as Darius Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the Chiefs side, Harrison Butker will not play this week the kicker for the and, Chiefs. And also, Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, still out for the Colts, Andrew Luck. Yes. yes. You, you know, you mentioned the Butker being out. I got to tell you, if I'm playing against Kansas City, I'm betting against the Chiefs, I think that's detrimental to your point spread. Because if the Ooh. Chiefs were to take more of ch- a, a chance in a certain situation where with Butker, you know, okay, we're inside the 40, 35-yard line. We got three points. Now do you go for it more because you've got Mahomes in this offense right. instead of a guy you signed off the street last week? Again, I, I make the joke about Luck, but they have not been that offense since Andrew Luck, that stark retirement it, during preseason – after sucking for luck, they thought he'd still be there. I mean, this is amazing what's happened to the organization since he's gone. They can't find a quarterback. Yeah, I would agree with you there. But the problem is they've been recycling these older has-beens that they are trying to rekindle what they once were, and that's not the case. By the way, every time I see an Andrew Luck interview, I always feel like he's trying to sell me something. (laughs) Would you buy it from him? Not really. He's overselling it. It's the neck beard. (laughs) It's the problem for me. I'm not trusting anybody with that neck beard. Bills and Dolphins down there in Miami. And now the, the uh, fighting fish are getting five and a hook at home. I know you're not going to back to a tongue of Iloa. <laughs> you're very good. I on just that. know it. I can feel it that there's no <laughs> That's way. That's a great call by you, right? Dave. There's no way you're backing to it. I think Buffalo's going to beat the brakes <laughs> off of these guys. I think this is going to be a Dade County homicide. I'm going to tell you right now, this game is not going to be that close, in my opinion. I could be completely wrong, but Buffalo looks like a complete football team. And if you break down the Miami Dolphins, mm hmm. They played well for about a quarter and a half. This team has not really been as good as people think they are. I think the Buffalo says, hey, guys, listen, the, the AFC East runs through Orchard Park, and the Buffalo is going to come down here, and I think they're going to absolutely pound them. And that weather, Stephon Diggs and company, going to have a field day. All right, a lot of injuries in this game to uh, keep you updated on. We, uh, Teron Armstead, Xavier Howard, Raquan Davis, Cedric Wilson, all questionable Ooh. for the Dolphins on the Buffalo side. Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox on the offensive side of the ball. Listen, as questionable for the game on the defensive side. Ed Oliver, Micah Hyde, Dane Jackson, Jordan Phillips all out for Sunday's game against the Dolphins. The Micah Hyde one, that is consternation for me, but I will tell you where that where my radar goes. I look at that over 53, maybe garbage time points for Tua. I don't think you're slowing down Buffalo inside of 30. 
Uh, you Miami's got a solid defense, but I don't think they're going to be able to slow them down. You mentioned Ed Oliver. I think that impacts the running game. If you're Miami, you got to run the ball effectively. Ed O's been very good against the run. Different Ed O. That's true. Go Bills! We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more NFL, some games we have not dipped our toe into yet in those waters. We will when you come back with us right here on Big Bets on Decent, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and gets 24-7 videos, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every single game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to help up your betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with the annual subscription and bet smarter all season long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here on a Friday edition of Big Bets. You mentioned it earlier in the program. You do feel like all of a sudden you look up. I just do that read through the Super Bowl. Ah, that's so far away. Not really. Here we go. We're off to the races in the NFL. The game. This, this is why I think we love the NFL. I'm not saying this is different in college. But every game, they do matter the same in September than when, when we get to December. These are huge games that you're going to have on the docket this, this week. And they feel like they get lost in the shuffle when we get to the end of the year. But look at the Bills last year. You win one more game, that game against Kansas City's at home, instead of in Buffalo, well, and maybe they're in the Super Bowl. Absolutely right, and they're probably you know winning that Super Bowl. You mentioned that game in Tennessee is the one that always stands out to me, that oh. Tuesday night game where they had to uh, push it back or it was a makeup. But yes, I still can't believe they lost that game and potentially yeah. lost them home field advantage. One of these games that could have big-time significance come down the road is the Vikings. If we think the Vikings are who they were going to be in week one, or if you think the Vikings are more of what you saw in week two against Philadelphia, will the real Minnesota Vikings please stand up? Laying six against the biting kneecaps and Dan Campbell and the Lions. Hey, Maul, I got that reference. <laughs> the Vikings. Well, the Vikings, please stand up. Please stand up. The, uh, please stand up. Hey, they are who we thought they are. Well, who are they? They are a pretty good team. Not <laughs> a great team. Green Bay still winning this division. I got to criticize a friend of mine. He goes to me, he goes, hey, he goes, you got you to take the Vikings for me to win the division. I said, relax. You don't have to get off your Packers to win the division play just yet. Uh, but the reality is to me, they should beat the Lions at home. They'll be two and one. But Dave, they were dominant for the first two quarters against Green Bay, struggled in the second two quarters mm-hmm. against the Packers, and then their defense looked completely non-existent on Monday night. It's one thing for Jalen Hurts to play well, which he did. But these guys were running completely free in the secondary against the uh, Green. Excuse me, against the Vikings. That's a bit of a concern here. I think if Detroit is going to make a step this year in the right direction and be a true legitimate contender for the postseason, they've got to win this game on the road. But you like Minnesota? Do you like them to lay the six, or do you think this is I, a teasable scenario for the Vikings backers? Yeah, but again, Dave, I'm a guy that teases you like tease up. up yeah, right, yeah. I, I do. I would take the twelve here before I go down with Minnesota. Because I think Detroit competes. My concern with the Lions is Aaron Glenn's defense is not particularly good. Mm-hmm. They haven't been. And I've got to see some more consistency out of them. 
But if you're getting 12, I mean, you talk about a backdoor opportunity. Remember, this was a game last year. The Lions were getting, they were down. They oh, pushed they this one. Big and then, comeback. Yeah, and then Minnesota hits a field goal at the buzzer to win. So, again, that total is a high total of 52 and a half. You know, Kevin O'Connell there in Minnesota, the defense is right now an issue yeah. for Minnesota, more so than the offense. But the offense, Kirk Cousins, I don't know what happened to KC8 on Monday night, but you can burn those 50 to 1 MVP tickets if you have them. <clears throat> but the better question is, Just why saying. the hell did you play him to begin with? Moving on <laughs> to New England against the Ravens. Speaking of who the hell are they, the Ravens, what happened? I mean, my goodness, you got a 21-point lead uh, last week against the Fighting Fish, and somehow, John Harbaugh, I don't know. That's almost inexcusable in my book. Now they're going to lay two and a half on the road and go up to Foxborough. Are they still in Foxborough? Yes, sir. Thank you. So now are you going to lay the two and a half with the Ravens? Uh, I would. Um, not, not generally speaking, it's a, it's a peculiar number to lay on the road. Mm-hmm. I think they're a better team, and I think this number is being shaded down because of the collapse in the second half. I think Baltimore comes out, plays angry. Uh, the Patriots, to me, don't feel like a legitimate uh, uh, team in terms of wh- what's their record at right now, one-on-one? One, yeah, and one. they, they somehow got that win last week against the Steelers yeah. in a game that easily could have gone the other way. They, they don't show you enough consistency on offense. I don't think they can keep pace with the Ravens offensively. I think Baltimore gets into the mid-20s in this one, maybe 24, and I, I'm just not convinced the Patriots are going to score at least 22 in this game. That could be a similar scenario that we saw in week one with the Ravens on the road against the Jets. They yeah. kind of got up and sat on them the rest of the way in a game that went under, but they easily cover that number. Now they don't want to lay the big number like they do against the Jets, just two and a half. I'm kind of with you on that one, Amal. I, I like the Ravens in that bounce-back spot. And remember, it was Nelson Aguilar last week that caught the big play right before the end of the half for the Patriots. Yeah. It always takes me back to the greatest soundbite of all time in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'll be yeah, anybody can catch it. We're, we're catching babies over here, but except Nelson. <laughs> it's amazing like from a regular guy in the streets of Philadelphia such a great with line. a burning building. <laughs> we're out here dropping things like Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> that was such a great line. Absolutely amazing. Hey, this is one thing I love about the NFL is that most cities – there's such an allegiance, and there's such a vibe in a city when your team is good. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and that, that fan never forgot all those drop passes by Nelson Aguilar, but he caught one last week. Bengals against the Jets. This is an interesting game here because now the Jets are riding high. Remember, uh, Robert Sala said, I'm taking notes. He can, he can say so he said, and then somehow they come back and get that win, improbable as it was last week against Cleveland. Will he be taking more notes of the people that doubt him this week against the Bengals? Well, remember, this is a revenge game here for Cincinnati. Last year, the Jets beat them in this game. And I'll tell you what, Joe Flacco and Garrett Wilson seem like they've got some good continuity. Garrett Wilson has been targeted more than any receiver in the NFL in the red zone so far this year. Making plays, had two touchdowns last week. I like the Jets here, plus six at home. Not a great team, but, you know, I was completely wrong last year in the Bengals when they took uh, Jamar Chase. I said, oh, terrible mistake, terrible mistake. Should have taken Panay Sewell. Well, I'll tell you right now, you're starting to see the lack of the offensive line play from Cincinnati be a factor. You might not have been that off. I mean, look, Jamar Chase is a great player. He's an elite player. Right, but you do need – their offensive line is in shambles. Well, I I look at it this way. You can't build the second floor of a building without having a foundation. And it's with Cincinnati, you can't get the ball to your receivers and your playmakers if you don't have the protection for Joe Burrow. He's gotten sacked 13 times. He's getting beat up, and Joe's as tough as they come. But I don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy the remainder of the season if you allow him to get hit like this. Remember, people, we've only played two weeks, sacked 13 times. Do the math. Yeah, this is on pace for the David Carr era in the Houston Texans. I think it was, what, 98 his rookie year? Yeah, 
insane. And by the way, you know, we talked about it a little bit with Jarrah in hour number one. You know, he'd love to see a quarterback controversy if Cooper Rush plays well with, with Super Dak Prescott still in the men. Is Joe Flacco, timeless Joe Flacco, if he keeps playing like this, is there a chance? We say, hey, kid, just wait your turn. Well, you don't, I don't know. You know, it's interesting from Salah's standpoint what they do. I didn't see enough of Zach Wilson to draw a conclusion on him last year. But the one thing with Flacco, I'm not a big fan because he doesn't have the mobility that you want in today's game. Right. But he's got the arm strength where he can get the ball into any window. I still don't know if there's a quarterback. There are guys that probably have stronger arms than him. But still, he's in that top 10, 15% in terms of arm strength in the league. Yeah, for slants and yeah, things absolutely. like that. He, he can still get it in there pretty good. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles and the Commanders. Uh, one of my buddies texted me this morning said, hey, I'm taking the Eagles in Survivor because I just don't trust the Commanders. And my reply was, I'm rooting for a tie, but I think this is a dangerous spot potentially for Fly Eagles Fly. What do you think? I Listen, I can't speak. I'm out in Survivor this year, so I'm probably not <laughs> one to give advice on it. But I will tell you right now, I would never play a division road opponent in Washington absolutely. against a heated team. Uh, you know, a team that's absolutely hated. Uh, so to me, watch out. I think the commanders can play with them. I, look, Dave, I think this number's a little bit blown out of proportion because of what we saw out of Philadelphia on Monday night. Mm -hmm. If we don't see that performance, this line's probably closer to three and a half or four. Now, all of a sudden, you're seeing six and a half. Who the hell are the Eagles to be laying a touchdown on the road in D.C. right now? Where are they playing? Landover? Yeah. I think they, they, they called it Ralph John at one time for Ralph and John, the, the, the sons of the owner, uh, Jack Ken Cook. Then they had a switch. It's like the biggest renaming of a stadium, it well, feels like I, every other listen, year. Listen, I'm not going to give the name because they're not paying me on the sponsorship deal. All I'm saying <laughs> is, are they playing in Landover? Yeah, it's so like when, Landover. I to, when I used to do updates from the American Airlines Center, yeah. I'd always say, you know, I stole it from somebody, but it was the, the arena in downtown Dallas. <laughs> what does it matter to you? <laughs> well, America's not giving me any money. I'm giving them money. I was flying American for 12 years. Cubes didn't give you any extra for naming it? Let me tell you right now, Cubes is among the cheapest owners in the history of sports. Whoa! Really? No question about it. Cubes? Oh. I didn't see that coming. Oh. If you're a player, fine. Everybody else, oh, you kidding me? They probably they probably quit working somewhere else already because they weren't getting paid enough. And not that this is the reason why I have an affinity for Jerry Jones, but he had a Peroni on tap for the for the media. That's next Jerry, level. Jerry's loyal to a fault. That is next level ownership right there. Uh, okay, so again, we're advising here that the Eagles minus six and a half might not be the strongest play on the board. I know people are going to have recency bias after what they saw Monday night, yeah. but I think there's danger in that number. Very quickly in the last minute before we take a break and get through the rest of the NFL cards, Saints two and a half against the Panthers feels tricky to me here. I agree with you. This is a stay away spot here. I want to believe in New Orleans. I think Jameis bounces back. I like this team as a whole. Carolina has competed their first couple of games, as we saw, but I'm going to stay off of this game. Uh, again, this would be a teaser I would take with the Panthers in eight and a half, but it's hard sometimes with this Carolina team. A couple injury notes from this one. McCaffrey showed up on the injury report yesterday, uh -oh. is now off the injury report, will play in this game as far as the Saints go. On the injury report today is questionable for the game. Jameis Winston, Alvin, Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ramchek, Taysom Hill, oh. and Marcus May in the secondary. Fire up the Taysom Hill Express, baby. A lot of injuries. Ramchek being out, that's a big one. That is big. And I'm with you on that. To me, that's a teaser spot for the Panthers at eight and a half. I don't want to get involved at the two and a half number either way. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on the NFL and what we see in week number three. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace it up for week three with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers each and every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football. Get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time during the game. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new ball game. Back alongside them all, Shaw Dave Ross here, wrapping it up here on Big Bets on a Friday, which means we're so close to college football Saturday and the NFL on Sunday. We mentioned the Saints 
laying two and a half against the Panthers. Kelly gave us the injury updates there. Ooh, something that you want to keep an eye on. Before we get to that Chargers-Jaguars game, remember also injuries can affect kickers. And this is our pro tip for hour number two. But just because a kicker is injured, it doesn't mean necessarily that less points will be scored, i.e., example, Chiefs this week with Bucker out. Mahomes might go for it on fourth down, not necessarily the better part of that equation. If they get more of those fourth downs, Amal, you could get more points. So just because a kicker is out does not mean necessarily that the under is the correct play. I would agree with you there. I just think that Kansas City could potentially expose that by going for it in certain situations where they might, with Butker, have kicked the ball. Absolutely. So that is our pro tip for hour number two. Remember, we do these on each and every show across the entire VEASAN spectrum. That means you're going to get about 20 of those a day. If you're watching and listening, of course, you go to VEASAN.com, and they will be available for you there for VEASAN Pro subscribers. They are available. You can sort them out by show or by sport. The big news of the day has been the stock market plummeting of the number that is the Chargers against the Jaguars. Now down to three and a half here. We're not saying that Justin Herbert is out, but we would say that Chase Daniels taking first team reps today. Oh, good luck if you can find a three and a half anymore, Dave. It's uh, it's three basically everywhere. We do have a three and a half right here at the South Point. Come on down to the lovely South Point. Meet former uh, Major League pitcher Josh Towers. He'll I be heard he's in the building. For, uh, autographs after the show. $25 an autograph. Yeah, I like that number. There we go. I think feels We're like splitting a good that number. all? Right. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) So this number down to three across a lot of books, but still three and a half here at South Point. Again, we gave it out in the first hour. This number was seven about 24 hours ago. So we're not playing doctor here on VEASAN, but you can read between the lines about what's going on here. This this number has dropped like a mob hit burying a body. I mean, this thing has gone down quick, quick. I mean, right, we got cement blocks on the feet here. I, I, I mean, it's gone from seven to three and a half, five and a half to three and a half in the last thirty minutes when you've been talking about it. I look again. I would still be interested in the Jags at three and a half, but that's not going to stay. So if you want them, those numbers are getting gobbled up here as we've been doing the show. This might be under. Remember, you're going to lay points with Chase Daniel. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say. If you're going to do that. Come Sunday. I, the only thing I'm surprised, guys, is this game is not off the board. Yeah, yeah. I've heard from people. People have been tweeting in the whole show. It, it sounds like it is off the board a lot. A lot of other places around the country and offshore. Uh, it does look like most places here in Vegas though do have it posted three, three and a half. The only one I see is at the South Point here. Well, I don't know what you think, but I, until we get confirmation on Herbert. I bet I bet we stay right here around this three number. I would agree. And then once we, if there's confirmation he's out for the game, then this goes down to about a pickup. Yep. Dave, something you don't say often to people who went to Florida State. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the Rams and Cardinals out in the desert, the other desert out there in Arizona. Now, this is interesting to me because the Rams are going to lay three and a half on the road against Kyler Murray. King Kyler was back in effect, in Vegas uh, on Sunday. <laughs> what do you make of the Cardinals getting three and a half in a high total? 48 and a half, maybe not out of, out of reach. No no play here for me. I, I don't like this Rams team. I just don't think they're the same team they were last year. Arizona, I, I feel like, was it a good 30 minutes of football? 
and that's all it was because they struggled the other six uh, six quarters. You know, we talked about that with the Dolphins earlier. I kind of feel the same way about this Arizona team. This is an important game, though, for Arizona. you got a division opponent. you got an opportunity to go to 2-1. and one. It could really change the fortunes. That second half in, uh, in Las Vegas doesn't mean anything if they come out here and get buried by the Rams. Right yeah. there with you, Kelly. I know there's a lot of injuries on this one, yeah, too. Yeah, the big one people keep an eye on, James Conner. Sounds like he will be a game-time decision for this game. I'm with you, Mo. Big game for Arizona. He's He'll be a big part of that. Rondale Moore, that hamstring injury, still dealing with that. He is out for this game. He was out again. Satakana. So maybe no James Conner for this one for the Cardinals. But the Moore injury to me is significant, too, because, again, I know Christian Kirk's down there in Jacksonville now. You're still waiting for D-Hop to come back after six games. So you're kind of piecemealing this thing together offensively. But it's really the Kyler Murray show. That's the way they got everything done was his feet. There's no question about it. I think that's going to be the challenge here. You know, if you guys saw the end of that game, he had three different plays where they either took a delay game penalty or they had to call a timeout. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that they've got to get cleaned up a little bit. Speaking of getting cleaned up and the Al Pacino game, if you think it's the Texans and the Bears, it could be the Falcons and the Seahawks. Now, this is ugly. It's got written it all over it. Seahawks are going to lay one at home in the Pacific Northwest. I understand why. Falcons have been competitive, right? They covered the number against the Rams in week two, covered the number against the Saints in week one, but they got nothing to show for it for Arthur Smith. What do you I, make of this one here? I love Seattle in this game at wow. home. I, 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 look, Atlanta's been competitive. They did come from behind. They were trailing big against the Rams. Mm-hmm. But to me, uh, I like Seattle at this number at minus one. They're not a great football team, but this is one of those games, if you're the Hawks, you look at and say, hey, we got to get this one. This is a very gettable game for them, and I think this is the one. All right, so laying the point on the road, that total low at 42. Falcons have shown some offense. Seattle did not show a whole lot last week uh, at, at on the road, rather, against San Francisco. Uh, let's get to the Packers and the Buccaneers. Could be the game of the weekend here. We've talked a lot about it this week on the network. I don't want to back Green Bay in this spot, but I almost feel like I'm being pushed into it with all the injuries that the Buccaneers have. It's, it's down now to one. It was about one and a half uh, which I liked in a teaser scenario here. But what do you make now of the of the, the Bucks just laying one at home? I'm not going to play this game. Looking forward to watching this one. Green Bay's just not had a ton of success against the Buccaneers, but you mentioned it. The injuries in this one, we'll get an update from Kelly. This is like a mash unit. And how about this, guys? Total of 41 and a half. Oh, boy. I mean, with these two quarterbacks, I can argue Rodgers might be the most talented quarterback ever to play, and Brady is the GOAT. I mean, to have such a low total is a bit surprising, but – you know, with the injuries on the outside and Mike Evans' suspension for Tampa, has a profound impact in terms of the passing game. Yeah, I haven't heard updates yet out of either one of those practices today, but we t- we saw yesterday that almost every major receiver on both both teams was not practicing yesterday. I mentioned uh, before the season began that I'd be on unders for Green Bay early in the season. Yeah, uh, They are, both their games have played to the under, even though they, they had the good first half against the Bears. And also the, the Buccaneers were another one. They've played two easy under totals here. Right. So now you're seeing the adjustment uh, by the books because if you've been playing those overs, you're 0-4 playing overs with the Buccaneers or the Packers so far this season. Yeah, 41.5 seems incredibly low, but uh, this Buccaneers defense has played well combined with the offense really struggling. I mean, there was a pick six in that game against New Orleans. Uh, they kicked a bunch of field goals against the Cowboys. Didn't and- get close to the total. No, exactly right. So, again, that's why that number is as low as it is right now, 41.5. The game that's been the head-scratcher for me all week to try to really figure out is the Broncos being dogs at home against the Niners. Now, I get it. Broncos have been very uninspiring so far in letting Russ cook. He's not been cooking so far. Does he finally start to cook this week at home, plus $1.10 
if you like them on the money line. I, I would go with the home dog here. I think the, the wrong team is favored here. Kelly, this line was at two or two and a half earlier in the week, right? I, I think this one's come down. I think it was two. I think two, two and now two. Down, yeah. down at one and a half. Yeah, just a slight I, move I, there. I think it's the right move here. I think Denver plays a little bit better. But oh, this is a Sunday night game. Should be a I pretty mean, it opened on one. the other side. It opened Broncos one and a half. Right. Oh, it Quick, did. It quickly okay, swung. I didn't realize that. But it got okay. as high as two and now down at one and a half. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I think the Broncos should be the rightful favorite at home. But yeah. we've talked a lot about Nathaniel Hackett. And that if Sean Payton, let's just say you made that theoretical change, there's no way the Broncos would be the dog in this game. No, that's one thing. You mentioned the uh, Hackett as the coach. If you're the Broncos and you don't like the first-year results with Hackett, you got Sean Payton out there waiting in the wings. You've got Walmart now whose ownership family uh, has bought the team. They got money. And they got money. So you can get rid of Hackett and you can potentially bring in Sean Payton with a quarterback like Russell Wilson. But in terms of this weekend, uh, I think Denver's the team I would look at here. But again, these are the types of games, Dave, I try to avoid. I, I, I can't say with extreme confidence that Denver's going to win this football game. We've talked a lot about it this week with the Niners and kind of did the Cindy Pollock, you know, uh, George Clooney thing. Hey, yeah. we, we kind of caught a break. Yeah. If you want to go that route here from Michael Clayton, do you think Kyle Shanahan now, because he knows he is Jimmy, yeah. you don't have to answer those questions anymore. Do they open up the playbook a little bit now? Because Again, we'll find out about the running game and see how uh, the injury situation there goes. And you're waiting for George Kittle to be healthy. But I think there's more of a level of trust with Jimmy G than there was with Trey Lance. Yeah, I would agree with you completely there. And the other thing I want to see is this Denver defense. How effective is this Broncos defense against a competent quarterback who can make some plays? You know, Geno Smith was an aberration in that first half. I think he reverted back to uh, who he is. But this Denver team struggled against Houston. Now you've got a quarterback who's got a lot more capability than we've seen out of Davis Mills and Geno Smith so far. Very quickly, Monday night in the last 30 seconds that we have with the Cowboys and the G-Men. That number's come down here in New York now, just a one-point favorite. They were as high as two and a half earlier in the week. Yeah, I'd take the Giants here. I, I'm not taking Cooper Rush on the let's, road. Let's uh, have that stricken from the record, Kelly. <laughs> well, you try to force this game in at the buzzer. That's why I did that, because <laughs> I knew you were going to take the Giants. I'm all out of fun as always, my friend. Uh, good luck on the wagers this weekend, everybody. We will be back on Monday. Hopefully you have a good betting weekend in the game of football. That'll do it for Big Bets here on Vista the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.